Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you one bad mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, are we still supposed to be on survival mode? Plus, Biz is not alone, and I'm joined by Margaret Abels from the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Today is the first day in which I'm going to be joined by a few of you who have called in to woo with me. So, let's begin the wooing. You asked for Collins for woo. So here is mine. Woo! It's a shit show here, but I'm managing. I can't thank you enough for your show. Love you all. Teresa, I feel you. I hope you're doing okay. Biz, you're amazing. Thank you for the videos. Woo! Hi, Biz and Teresa. <laughs> I'm calling with a woo because I'm... Really, really excited that you're asking us to it with you because of on on all the recent episodes where you were talking about wooing alone, I think you no, no, you were never wooing alone. We were we were always wooing with you and now we actually get to do it. And I'm really happy about that. And um calling in to do that is making my day better. And uh maybe I'll call again. So I I love you, love the show, and thank you so much for continuing to uh, find ways to make it happen. And oh, and I, I just became um, a member of Maximum Fun, and I'm really excited about that, too, and glad that I, I could make that work. So, um, love you so much. Bye. Woo! I am doing okay today. We are riding the waves here in the Midwest where things are not going great, um, big picture-wise, but small picture-wise, we are healthy and mostly sane, and my co-parent and I are now into almost five months without childcare, which is really hard to believe. And if you had told me five months ago that I would not have childcare for five months while I worked, I would not have believed you. And I would not have thought it was possible. But we are all doing the impossible, and we are all in this together. One Bud Mother has been a really big part of helping uh, support me and a lot of my friends through this. And I am so grateful for all of you. Thank you. Woo! Thank you so much, Biz and Teresa. You guys are awesome, Teresa. We miss you. We love you. Um, and... I'm sorry that you're dealing with situations that's taking you away from the show. We really miss you. I have been doing it. Uh, last week felt good. This week, not so much. We stay at home pretty much every day, though today I got contactless pickup uh, from Total Wine. <laughs> I got my wine. Um, so that could be a genius. Anyways, you guys are doing great. Biz, I love you too. Thank you so much for keeping this community going while Teresa 
is dealing with her own situation. Love you guys again. All right. Bye. Woo! This is Lindsay in Virginia, <laughs> and I became a new member this year Woo! because I'm in a position where I'm actually able to, and I feel like it's my turn because there are several people this year that are affected in weird ways that aren't able to. So you know what, guys? I got you. Woo! Woo! That was fun. That was fun. I don't have to woo alone. <laughs> that made me so happy uh, for two reasons. One, I really enjoyed wooing with you. Was it good for you? And two, I enjoyed hearing how you were doing because that's really important and I think is a perfect place for me to tell you what a good job you are doing. You are all doing a good job. It's time for the pre-show pandemic. You're doing a good job. Shout out. Guys, very little has changed. (laughs) And so I am still here to say thank you to all the essential workers. I am here to say thank you to all the people at the stores and all the people who are delivering things and all the people who are staying home and to all the people who are working on ways to slow down the spread of this disease, people who are working on vaccines. Just shout out to scientists. Thank you, scientists. A big shout out to you and Again, anybody who is able to volunteer right now to help make a safe and available election in November, I just want to say I see you and thank you. I am sure, like many of you, I was incredibly touched by the memorial service to John Lewis and his op-ed in the New York Times was incredibly powerful and serves as a very good reminder that every effort we make is an important effort, okay, Uh, to keep us moving towards positive change. So thank you to all of you out there stirring up good trouble and building communities. This is a hard time to do that in because of the pandemic and every little action carries weight. So thank you for all of you who are out there doing whatever you can. I just really appreciate it. You guys are all doing a remarkable fucking job. I also want to say thank you to those who wooed with me today for joining the Maximum Fun family. That I, I that's really, guys, it's, it can be lonely in the booth. <laughs> And, you know, Hannah and I come in here, we put stuff out, and not having Teresa here to sort of sound off of sometimes, it uh, you're not sure if what we're putting out is has value. And so your calls really mean a great deal, and your support of the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support. I can't be any more direct than to say we cannot keep making the show without it. So thank you to all who have supported. If you haven't had a chance to, you still have time and there are so many options. You can become a new or upgrading member. You can now boost your membership by any amount, like a dollar or three dollars. 
And also this year, there's also gift memberships, which is so cool. So like if you want to get a membership to support the show and Max Fun on behalf of somebody, you can do that. You could give that to them as a gift, which I think is so awesome. Also, in terms of pens, I just wanted to mention that the pen sale has begun. When you become a new member or an upgrading member at the $10 level, you get to pick a cool little pen for show. Ours is a sack of bananas. But the pens are so cool that now you can come back and you can continue to buy whatever pens you would like to get. And all of the pen sales goes to charity. So you can find out more about that and how to become a member at MaximumFun.org slash join. And let me tell you how I'm doing. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like everybody who's already called. I am tired. And last week was a good week. This week is not a good week. It's amazing that this is still happening. Any minute, I'm going to get an email from the school to let me know what school's going to look like. <laughs> At least as of today. That could change. On the bright side, a brand new Muppet show is starting tonight uh, on the Disney Channel. And I'm pretty excited about that. So... You know, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. I think that ties in sort of nicely to what I'm excited to talk to Margaret Abels from the podcast What Fresh Hell About Today. And that is, are we still supposed to be in survival mode? Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. I am so excited because today I am joined by Margaret Abels, who is a comedy writer and producer with a wide array of credits in television, film, and theater, including head of video and senior writer for Nickelodeon's Nick Mom. Margaret is the co-host of the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, along with comedian Amy Wilson. What Fresh Hell? is a top 10 parenting podcast and Apple podcast with over 2 million downloads to date. I can't imagine that you guys aren't already familiar with it. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me. It is so nice to have you here. But before we get into all the joys of living during a pandemic, I want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? I have one husband, three (laughs) children, and a cat. It's not that many people, but it's like each one of them seems like 10 people at this point during the pandemic. I only care about the cat. What is the cat's name? (laughs) The cat's name is Avril. The cat was a L.A. alley cat who we adopted because she stayed one night in our house in L.A. and killed a rat the first night. And that's how she earned her keep. And now we moved her to the East Coast and and she's about six years old. Is is it after Avril Levine or is it a family name? (laughs) It is not. It is after. Apparently, there was some, there was an Angry Birds cartoon several years ago that my five-year-old at the time, who's now 11, was into. And that's how Avril was born. Well, how old are the three kids living in the house? 
11, 10, and 8. Wow. Yeah, we got a we got a closely packed Cats. bunch. <laughs> I know too many of them too close. You <laughs> The, the, the real truth of my story is that I got married at 37 oh, and yeah. I said, let me see how many kids I can have. Yeah. And then four years later, I was like, oh, no, this plan is going way too well. Yeah. yeah. I have to stop this plan because I might be having nine kids under 10 oh. soon if I yeah, keep you doing could, this. Yeah. And then you fall into the category that I like to be part of, which is old mom. Oh, I am so old mom. I once had a... I had a lady stop me at a um, oh. amusement park, and she was probably 19, and she had two little kids. Yeah. And she was like, oh, your grandkids are so oh, yeah. cute. I said, no, no, they're mine. They're mine. And yeah. she could not believe it to the point where she called over several friends. And she was like, this lady, the mom, they came from her. <laughs> yeah, yes. I have the first time you're called the grandmother. It's an interesting moment. I, My older sister delights every time I share a story of somebody calling me a grandmother. But yeah, it's great. It's it's a real, real ego pleaser. Just a geriatric pregnancy that That's led right. to a geriatric mom <laughs> still having young kids. That's right. Okay, well, we now know who lives in your house. By the way, for the record, I have two. One is turning 11 in like two weeks, and the other is six. And they for sure are equal to about 20 people. Yeah. Every day the pandemic goes. Yeah. They're like equal to three more people. Yeah. I keep, I was thinking today about like, is the pandemic aging me? Like, like, am I now like animal years? Like I. (laughs) That's a good way to think of it. Right. Like I know that I'm this age, but then am I like times seven for every year? Like, am I like that yeah, much older? I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's. I that's, would give you like two years for every month. That's what two I would, years that would for be every my month? calculus. Yeah. yeah. That's, ooh, calculus. Let's talk about the podcast. I would love to talk about, you know, the generic podcast question that you, everybody gets asked. And that is, how did you guys get started? And why? What were you, what were you looking to do? <laughs> We started, Amy and I have known each other forever. She went to college with my sister many, 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 many years ago. And she was an actress, went out to LA, was on a couple of sitcoms. Any daddy-o fans out there? The Michael Chiklis vehicle from back in the day. Amy was a co-star on that one. She was on Norm MacDonald's sitcom. She was like a working sitcom actress. I was a television writer. So we were both kind of deep in the world of like, and this was in probably the last era of sitcoms with like all the Harvard dudes in their Oxford shirts and backwards baseball caps, like that whole world, which neither of us delighted in. Oh, no, you didn't find it welcoming? It was not (laughs) the greatest. And, you know, work was hard to come by. And so years and years later, we just always kind of ran into each other. It's like, you know, Hamilton, uh, Aaron Burr and Hamilton, they're just always like, here we are again together. Yeah. That was kind of our relationship. Hopefully it doesn't end in one of us shooting the other. I was going to say, you guys are just like Hamilton and Burr. Hopefully it doesn't <laughs> go that way. Could go that way, but hopefully not. And so then I was um, Nickelodeon, the television channel for youngsters, started a 
channel, I guess, called Nick Mom, aimed at moms, comedy for moms. And I was there and I was uh, the head of video. So I had a lot of videos coming in and Amy was in a lot of them. She was... (laughs) whatever production company was making videos. And there there she, she was like, we just kept turning up. And I was like, there's that Amy Wilson again. She had written a parenting book. We both had mom blogs. And as Nick mom went the way of so many other projects in my life into an iceberg and sinking fast, I called Amy and I said, we should do something together. We're always nearby. We seem to be in the same world. I want to do a podcast called What Fresh Hell? <laughs> And I want you to co-host it with me. And she said, I would like to. And that's kind of the whole story of the podcast. (laughs) It's been, I didn't even know this when I approached her. I just thought like, Amy's funny. She's in this world. She would be a good person. And I think it has turned into like a magical twosome because we have extremely opposite takes on Mm. parenting. We are very, very different people and we are very, very different parents. (laughs) And having chosen her randomly, I did not really think of that, but it has worked out amazingly to our benefit because we can always talk because Amy tends to be like uptight by the book. I read three articles and this is how it's going to go. And I tend to be like... (laughs) That is insane. Kids are monsters. We just have basically have to watch it happen. And so that's been the podcast for three years now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I in particular, I enjoy the Instagram videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those have been a lot of fun. And uh, really, the pandemic has brought out some of your finest work, I think. Well, it's funny because (laughs) when it started, I'm sure like you, like everybody else, right? Did you have that moment of just thinking, do we keep doing this during a pandemic? You know? Yeah. And we are in New York, so we it came right for us in March. It was so serious. It was so out of control here. Scary, unknown. Yeah. And we had this huge feeling of like, is this stupid to keep trying to do this when apparently the zombie apocalypse happens like at the end of this story? And um, we found that just talking about, and we had never made videos before the pandemic yeah. started, but we sort of were like, okay, we're home. Let's try to find stuff to do. And I can't say it's been good for us because that sounds shallow and horrible, but it it has opened doors that we didn't necessarily think about. And I think a lot of people are kind of looking for anybody talking about how it's going for them because they're like, everyone's just hanging on to different, you know, branches that float by and trying to stay afloat. Yes, I think that actually will tie in very nicely to what I'm hoping we can talk about today, which is really just that. This is, I want to take us back four and a half months, five months ago when this all started. And Mm. one by one, like little dominoes, everybody started uh, sheltering in place and uh, virtual learning, online learning, whatever you want to call the learning. You're no longer in a classroom. You're suddenly all in a house together or apartment together or what the yurt, it doesn't matter. You're all together in a space <laughs> that you're probably not meant to all be together in <laughs> 24 hours a day. Where you never wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. So we're online learning. Everybody's kind of freaking out, which was totally justified. And then the articles started coming out and the articles and the advice to parents. And a lot of it was don't, don't freak out. Don't worry. 
Don't worry, you're, this is survival mode. All we're trying to do is get through the last six weeks of school. It's not a big deal. You don't have to know how to learn online. It's okay if your kids don't want to do it. You know, we'll just get through because in the fall, we're going to come back and we're going to catch up. We're going to catch up on all that learning they did not learn. It's going to be fine, so guys. Just like, whatever. You're yeah. going to be fine. Uh, survival mode. And I guess... I guess I'm at this place now where I've, I am a, a, a apocalypse uh, fan. I I, I, <laughs> I like it. You're yeah. in the right time. You were born at the yeah, right time. Yeah, I was born at the right time, 100%. Congratulations. And my garage is ready for the end times. Oh, hilarious. I'm coming to your house if it all goes wrong because I don't you. even have a loaf of bread. Like, yeah, I nope. don't have toilet paper. Oh, I'm yeah. coming to you. The cats will be cared for. Forever. No, my cat's got to kill mice. I got nothing. I don't have food. We're going to have to eat the cat. Yeah, Give me your address <laughs> off air because I need to come to your house because I don't have a canned good. I have like four Snickers bars if this all goes to hell. Oh, like, that's but that's tradable. So hold on to those. True. Hold on it's to the true. Snicker bars and the tampons and you'll be king. Yes. So, <laughs> so I love it. So I assumed the worst. I, I knew we weren't probably coming back in the fall. Right. Like I just thought that right away, like you knew that March 15th, March 15th, I knew that school was going to shut down and this was not going to be okay. You guys can go back and listen to that show. I was like, we're all going to close up here. I'm so glad you didn't call me because I I lived in my yummy denial. No, no, I am the opposite. I am like, let's just, when do you want to break the news to the children? I'm like that. I'm like, how do I want them to be upset now or when everybody catches up with my worst case scenario mind? So yeah. I'm a good time. That's impressive. (laughs) So I, I when school ended, I was like, we're not coming back. It was just probably not. Like, everybody's just waiting for the email to come out from your school that says you're stuck uh, at home. And fall is just around the corner. School is just about to start. Are we, here's the question. Are we still in survival mode? Regardless of if you think this ends in December like we're all gonna just make it through the fall, and then Listen, like things get might get much better by Labor Day. I'm just saying. Oh, they're gonna be <laughs> great. Okay, let's say you think October we're all going back into the classroom, or you think maybe longer. Maybe we go in. Maybe we come out again. Maybe we go in. Yeah. Maybe like a little groundhog looking to see where all of its ladies are. That's right. I watch Wild Kratts. I know why the groundhog actually <laughs> comes out of the ground. <laughs> so. Are you in survival mode? Like, how are you entering into this year? I guess the question is, three kids, what I've learned is that doesn't mean they're all going to the same school. Maybe they are. (laughs) Probably. Who knows? Are your schools open? Are they closed? What's the story you're being fed? Answer all my questions. I'm going to keep throwing them at you. Go. I got it. I got it. I'm going to write them all down. (laughs) Good. So literally one hour before we got on here together, we got our school plan. It's a hybrid model. I'm very happy with it, but I already, in fact, I was sitting kind of getting my stuff ready to go. My husband texted me, the school plans that he's texting me stuff. I said, (laughs) don't tell the kids because I don't want them to think it's, it's more than I could have hoped for. It's a hybrid model. The kids are in some days, out some days. 
It looks great to me. If this could come true, I would be in Nirvana. And of course, it's a Nirvana that I would have described as hell five months yeah, ago. But like yeah. now it's top of the mountain, right? Like my kids out of my house two days a week. I'm right. like singing a chorus of hallelujahs. <laughs> but they're but, only out for one hour. So really, you're just sitting in your car waiting to pick them back up. <laughs> I've been lucid with the football enough to know uh-huh. that like I'm not yeah. I'm not buying all in on this plan because Although I try to be in a cocoon of denial, yeah. I am not denially enough to think that this is what's actually going to happen. Like what's <laughs> going to happen is it's going to start yeah, and then someone's going to get it and then yeah. we'll be off for two months. But I like to have it to me. It's like just another branch to hold on to. <laughs> the, the The thing is, I say on our podcast, like I can't go back to Shawshank. That yeah. remote learning was hell for mm. me. I hated it and and often I mean there's always the danger of being like I'm a person who doesn't like snakes biting my face and people are like that's everyone you moron you know like I get that it's everyone but some people I know did not have the hell I I am a horrible teacher I am a horrible mother when my kids are around 24 hours a day yeah I make them cry when I try to teach them Mm. I am terrible at it yeah and I also think as a person who got married at 37 and had a long happy life that did not involve a husband and children I signed up for kind of a different deal I keep saying to my husband I signed up to be a wife like 40 percent of the time yeah and a mom like 62 percent of the time (laughs) on a bad day yeah I never signed up for 100 percent mom 100 percent wife and then 100 percent teacher this is not the contract I signed Mm. And I'm not good at it, and that's not my fault. No, I was uh, never. I never promised you people I would be good at this, and I stink at it, and I don't want to go back. And so I am just clinging with complete desperation to the idea that my kids could go two days a week, and then Mm. the rest of it I can just put them in front of like a documentary about baby bears and be like, "This is learning." Yeah, that's that. That's good. I like that. You know, that's uh, what I'm going with because. I'm not, I'm not, I can't go back to teaching. I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I know. So that's like, that's like where, where I guess I am. I am uh, also not a natural born teacher. I also, I'm not like, not like a person who enjoys parenting all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. I like them. I like my kids. But like, it's but, not... But enough already. I mean, that's fine. You know, look, it's not like... I definitely don't like babies. Everybody who listens to the show knows that wasn't my my area of happiness. You yeah. know, they're older now and that, that helps. But yeah, I, I don't think anybody, anybody who has kids in their house ever thought outside of like the newborn like stage... If you had a newborn in your house, like that you were going to ever again have to spend 24 hours a day with those kids. Like it is. That's not what we signed up for, guys. Like it's surreal that for four and a half months, no one's left this house. What bothers me is that they're growing up and they're still doing all the stuff they're supposed to be doing developmentally. But Hmm. I have to witness it like 24 hours a day. I'm sorry for you because that's not fair. No, it's not fun either. This is not normal what we're doing. It's not natural. No, okay, but that's what I mean. It's not normal and it's not natural and survival mode, survival mode. But like we're about to enter into whatever it's going to be, whether it's a hybrid, whether it's all in 
I don't think I'm supposed to be in survival mode anymore. Is it fair to say we're going into survival mode again? Yes. And this is what I think. And I want to say before I say this, that I have been watching a tremendous amount of Little House on the Prairie and reading the books with my daughter. Oh, my God. This is I'm what obsessed. I think this whole world is. I'm like, this is what school is going to look like. This is it, right? This, this is, is what, what school... I keep thinking. Yeah. We're going back to harvest time. It's yes. summer. So like, we're there's no crops to deal with. There's no problems. It's summer. But now we're like all like pioneer people. Yeah. Comes the darkness of fall. And like now we are going to be like threshing wheat all the time. And it's yeah. going to stink. And that's why we're going to have, you know, the holidays to come because yeah. we're going to need some bit of celebration to ward off the darkness of the winter. Like this is why people used to live like that. And guess what? We're back, baby. But that's not survival. That's acceptance. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it is it is a bleak acceptance that yeah. like we've got. I mean, I'm in New York State. We've got a climate problem here. Oh like, yeah, it's about to get real cold and real dark on top of being a nightmare. Let me tell you, the minute it started to warm up and stopped raining in in May, I was like, we might we might pull through. Yeah, but the the late days of freezing cold April. Mm-hmm. when it was raining 40 degrees every single day, all day, I was like, we're not going to make it. We're just going to have to go out and take our chances with the zombies yeah. because we're not going to make it. And yeah. that is the thing that I do think like, yes, survival mode is coming back. So we are trying in the summer. We're doing nothing. I'm like three yeah. hours a fortnight a day. Go for it. You would <laughs> go outside, run around, shoot each other with Nerf guns for 10 hours. Yeah. We're not learning anything. We're not oh. growing as people. We are just... Literally, we are making hay while the sun shines. Like we are just trying to enjoy every day because I think that September and October and November and December are going to really, really suck. Yeah, no, they are. Again, that's the acceptance part. Like I guess it is. It's not quite because I think that's right. I think survival mode implies a level of like work and concern that I don't think is sustainable. And that's the one thing. I mean... It's hard to give advice because, right, it's like the basic choices are like, do you want this horrible thing or this horrible thing? And often on the podcast, when we're talking about parenting things, we're like, well, here are the here are the things. And it seems like this thing is fundamentally better than the other choice. You know, if you're talking about, let's say, disciplining versus spanking, I can make a pretty strong argument that one of those is fundamentally better. (laughs) But these choices are kind of like, well, this horrible choice is pretty bad and you might die of a really awful disease or just stay inside your house and hate each other's guts. Like there's no good, you know, and and, and there's no, I don't think there's ever been a situation where where I have been in a situation where like nobody has any useful information. That's it. That's like, that's like where I feel like we gotta wrap up on is just that. Like we, you know, it is. This whole conversation is like how it has been. There's the, you know, here's what it was like. Here's how I'm feeling about it. And now here we are with, okay, but it's still going to happen. So what? <laughs> there's there's no choice. There are no one. It's not like, well, what are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? You could ask me every day and I will not have the same answer every day because every day something is different and something seems to change. And while if that letter comes in today and says those children can be in this school, I, you, oh, they are going to be in that school like as 
fat, like today. Like I will go, we will just camp out and we will just sit there. You're ready. Until, You're in the car line already. Like, in the car line already. Just like I'm ready to go. But like, like I know that that will not be the permanent solution. I know that will be a hybrid. Right. I know we're going back and forth. And I have the luxury of hosting a podcast. I can work from home. That's And what this is, is that like, I think like my larger frustration and my larger question about survival mode, my larger, like where my brain goes on this is it's like everybody started the spring saying, just get through it. It's all going to be, it's all going to be over. And then it's not over, but no one addressed any of this. And it's so fucked up and it's like so absurd that suddenly teachers who are also parents many times. Most times. Yeah. Yeah. They've got like, so when you're talking about working parents and you're talking about teachers, uh, they get two categories. They get to be in two categories and kids and families and extended family, like, (laughs) like it is like shitting on a box of like newborn puppies is what it feels like it feels like you've got this sweet box of like the most innocent the ones who like have got all the stuff to do and we're just gonna say good luck and here's a bonus we're gonna take a big shit on you and now you all have to figure it out like and it's impossible to figure it out like that's where i go crazy as i feel like you know uh, People of authority are saying, get back to it, make your choices, but there are no choices to make. There's no good choice. Every choice is a bad one, like you said. But I do think the only place you can come out, and we talk a lot about this with kids, it's like, well, I'm scared of this. Well, that's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. We always say, like, lean in. Like, let's talk about that. You're scared that I'm going to die. What would happen? Other people would help. Dad, take care of you. This is what it would look like if I would die. We're not going to like say, don't worry about it. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And I feel like this situation, you just have to keep going back for yourself, for your kids, for your sanity to like a really bad thing is happening that we have very little control over. And every day we're going to try to make the next good decision. Yeah. But there is no answer. There is no and there was no finish line. And all of these things are super depressing, but we just have to stare it down and be like, we're going to try our best. If the school's open, I'm going to send my kids. And then if someone gets sick, they're going to shut down for a couple of weeks. This is not going to be education. My kids are not going to get a phenomenal education this year. I am not personally able to supplement that implication, that education because it makes me insane and it ruins our lives. And so... We're in a global pandemic. This is not normal. This is the worst disease to affect the world in a hundred years. And so this is really what it is. And like, if it goes on long enough, you know, my husband might lose his job. If it goes on long enough, one of my kids could get it. One of my beloved older people in my life could get it. But all we can do, I I have to like stop borrowing the trouble of like next January, this could still go Mm. on and just be like, okay, next best choice while I look really hard at how badly this sucks. Yeah. That's how I'm getting through the day. That's pretty good. I also, (laughs) I also have wine. Yeah. Oh, don't forget that. And snacks. I find chocolate chip scones are going a long way towards helping my mental health. 
Hey guys, uh, just a quick reminder that it is the last week of the Max Fun Drive, and this is really cool. I just wanted to share with you guys that you can get a subscription for a friend for a year, so you can both enjoy the bonus episodes and the swag. You can gift a subscription to someone you've never even met. This is the one I love, but somebody who had to cancel this year due to COVID. You'll be paying the bonus content and max fun gifts forward to someone who could use a little extra cheer. Just check the anonymous Mac Funster box when filling out the online form at MaximumFun.org join. And again, a huge thank you to all our members who've made it possible for us to keep doing the show during this time. Thank you. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Margaret. Because you are a guest, I am going to let you go second. Okay. which sounds like Thank the opposite you. of how you treat a guest. But for the purposes of, of this show and telling intimate details about yourself, possibly, sometimes being second is better. So with that it. said, I will start with my genius. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. And my genius is, oops, I bought brownie mix. I, <laughs> guys, as you all know, Teresa is still taking a much needed time off to focus on her family. And I finally discovered a thing that I could do to help. Uh, anybody who listens to the show knows Teresa and birthdays don't always, it's not like, it's not her favorite thing. And I like making cakes. So I have offered to make her kids their birthday cakes this year because I know Gracie's birthday is coming up like next week. So uh, I found out what she wanted for her birthday cake. And Teresa, by the way, good job for letting me actually do this. I went to the store for my like <laughs> once every three weeks shopping extravaganza and I got two cake mixes and I came home and first Ellis walks into the kitchen and says, you got brownie mix? And I'm like, that kid can't read yet. No, it's cake mix. It's chocolate cake mix. <laughs> then Katie Bell comes in later and says, brownies? And I'm like, what the? Did I get brownie mix? And then I go in and Ellis can read. Yay. And uh, I got two boxes of brownie mix. And I'm so sorry I had to make brownies yesterday. And oops, brownie genius. So yay. Now, <laughs> Margaret genius me okay my genius is that my I have three kids as we've mentioned who are home a lot and my kid invented a game where he was called mm. sneaky and it's him sneaking around mm. the house and so I completely leaned in on the game of sneaky and I was like oh you guys aren't as sneaky as you think I can always see and hear you so now the game yeah. is that I sit quietly for an hour and read my book and pretend I don't see them sneaking and then every once in a while I look up and I'm like, I see you. And then they freak out and they start again. And I get like another 40 minutes of sneaking. <gasps> I'm a genius. Like this, I should patent it. I should that, write a book. I should write a yeah. New York Times bestseller called Sneaky the Game. Because it is yeah. 
the yep. greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> that is, that's fucking genius. All I have to listen to is them being like, shh, shh, be quiet. Mom's going to hear you. That's yeah. the only noise I listen to for one hour straight. You can ignore that really. Oh, it's easy. great. The whole game is ignoring <laughs> it. That's it. It's awesome. Love it. Good job. Thank you. I'm pretty proud of that one. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling to share my genius, which is that during this pandemic, my toddler has learned the alphabet and all of her numbers by reading license plates. For the past 11 weeks, we've been going on a daily 45-minute walk around the block with my now 19-month-old daughter. We have mostly street parking in our neighborhood, and obviously nobody's going anywhere, so there are a lot of parked cars. For some reason, when we started this tradition, she started walking from car to car and pointing at the letters and numbers on all the license plates. At first, I'd just say whatever she was pointing to, but now she runs from car to car and says all the letters and numbers by herself. All I have to do is mutter some encouragement every once in a while and point her in the direction of the next car. I can even do it with headphones in while I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> so if there are any moms out there who, like me, think you don't know how to turn teach preschool, turns out we can do it after all. We're all doing a great job. Bye. You like Montessori that shit. Like that is some good taking advantage of your circumstances. That is the genius of we, we often take questions. And one of the questions we get is, how do I get my preschooler to sit still for three hours of Zoom? And I'm like, oh, I know the answer for that. You don't. That's yeah, insanity. You take your kid out. <laughs> And have them read the letters off of license plates. That's a much better school experience yeah. for that kid. And it is like legit genius. You, madam, are a genius. And we will all be signing up uh, for your at-home learning program uh, to start in the fall. Thanks for saving all of our lives. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. I will fail you, Margaret. <laughs> okay. I left the house today, guys, to go do a little volunteer thing at the school that probably won't open. And I forgot that that was going to ruin Ellis's life, despite prepping him for not only hours, but days. And like leaving on a really positive note, uh, like, I'm gonna go now. Margaret, my second child really loves his Yes, mother. yes. <laughs> I, I mean, have like, heard about him. I'm gonna brush my hair until I'm 80. <laughs> I should not have to come home to a full-on, like, meltdown tears now has to sit in my lap for, like, an hour. And, oh, my God, it's your work day. I forgot it was your work day. And it's horrible. I ruined his day and his life. And how dare I try to be a person in the world mm, so terrible shame on me be shame really, on me that's just yeah. terrible i'm sorry that happened to your child that you tried to be a person i know all right fail me please i had such a classic 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 fail which was we were on a family zoom we're doing the family zoom thing where we get all the extended family and my daughter was yelling that she cut herself and my daughter is very very about cuts so she's constantly got a cut and I'm like I can't even find this cut you're talking about she's got to have ice and the band-aid and I'm like this is not a cut 
And so she started complaining she was cut, and I was screaming at her to shut up on the family Zoom in front of like 20 family members. And then, of course, she emerges in the background of the Zoom call looking like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She is bleeding like nothing I've ever seen. There is, I mean, I won't go into details because people are sensitive about blood, but there is a trail of blood throughout the house. She has, we had gotten our roof done and they left like roofing staples and she had sliced oh the entire bottom of her foot open on a roofing staple. And it was unbelievable. I've never seen so much blood in my life. And I, <laughs> it was bad enough that it happened. But for, I mean, yeah. my 20 family members, I was like, hey, parent of the year, how's it going at your house today? Because I shamed myself in front of pretty much everyone. Oh, you are doing a horrible job. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at this thing. Pretty bad. God, it's just awful. (laughs) Hey, this is Teresa. I think this is a fail. So my daughter's finger can't straighten. And instead of just making the doctor's appointment and letting it be and waiting until we went to the doctor, I decided to Google her symptoms and now I'm in a spiral because it's very scary uh, on the internet and there are like congenital hand disorders are a possibility as well as just having like you know a growth spurt uh, so it could be a number of things and I'm just here now being overwhelmed and feeling like I want to cry a little bit but also knowing that right now I should be working. So that's where I'm at today, and it's a fail. I hope you guys are doing better than me. Bye. Yeah, the Internet is a horrible place. It's like, that should just be on my tombstone. You know, like that. Don't ever Google anything, guys. I say this as I will go and Google something in the next, like, 24 hours that I freak out about. I'm so sorry that you Googled. That is your your fail. It reminds me, though, I know that what you're saying is that somehow your daughter's finger may have been straight at one point in time and then got crooked. Well, growing up in the very deep South, my sister's very first book, Eating the Cheshire Cat, begins with a mother and daughter. The daughter's about to turn, I think, 16. I'm not sure. But she's had a crooked pinky her whole life. And the doctors would never fix it because it was so dumb because they were like, you're not going to want to fix it. You know, it, won't, it won't be pleasurable. And so the book opens with this mother taking a brick and smashing her daughter's finger to break it so that they could get it reset so she could have a perfect pinky because in the deep south that we were weird we did a lot of horrible things to ourselves <laughs> anyway so this is all i could think of listening to this call so on some levels you're doing a really great job <laughs> not not googling and then also trying to figure out how to fix it don't don't try to fix it. I think that all fails are relative. If you didn't hit her with a yeah. brick, you're ahead of the game. Yes, exactly. This is that's, that's my a good bar. perspective. I mean, yeah. Listen, Googling wasn't so- smart, but at least you didn't smash it with a brick. That's what I would take away. You're doing a horrible, a horrible job. Uh, never Google anything. In fact, just continue to ignore all ailments that affect your children, and uh, and all will be well. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a 
We've got a Jumbotron. Woo-woo! <laughs> this may be my favorite Jumbotron we've ever had. This is a Jumbotron for all the farm and ranch mamas from someone who would like to remain anonymous. <laughs> may your gates be latched, may your hay be dry, and your teats be clean because you are doing a great job. I think that I am in love. <laughs> that is the best Jumbotron, in fact. Thank you, Anonymous, for that special shout out to all of those farm and ranch mamas who, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And you are sane. One Bad Mother is supported in part by BookNicks, a teacher-facilitated interactive subscription box and online book club for middle grade readers. A curated selection of books for different reading and developmental levels is offered every month, along with big idea questions, weekly emailed reading guides, and monthly activities that correspond with the theme of the book to help readers engage more deeply with the material. At the end of the month, children can participate in an interactive, teacher-led virtual book club with teachers and other students from around the country. You can get 20% off your first month at booknix.com when you use promo code BAD20 at booknix.com. That's B-O-O-K-N-I-C-K-S dot com. When you use promo code BAD20, that's B-A-D-2-0. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Billy. Self-care and routine are always important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Meet Billy. They've created everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax, no visit to the drugstore. Go to mybilly.com and get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. Hannah and I were just talking about the little hanger for your Billy razor. Uh, actually, is the most amazing thing and makes us both really happy. And they just released three completely clean, must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. Get started by going to mybilly.com mother to get the best razor you will ever own. Best part? The starter kit is just $9 plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com mother, spelled mybilly.com slash mother. Well, everybody, it's that time again, the time to sit back and celebrate all that is parenting, <laughs> especially parenting during a worldwide pandemic. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is Teresa. This is a mom having a breakdown or a rant or probably a combination of the two. I just have to work today. And I take 12 weeks of leave, and it's done. It's not going to be paid, and it's really going to hurt us, but I couldn't send my kids back to school with everything. And so I'm glad there was a virtual option, and I'm glad that we have that choice. But it means that I don't get to be a self anymore. It means that I don't get to leave the house. 
Elizabeth took one of my classes where I have to be afraid of getting sick. And it means that when I'm not in class, I'm teaching my kids and trying to study. I'm taking care of the house, and I just I feel bits and pieces of me being chipped away. And I feel so selfish saying that because I know people are dying. And there's people who have it so much harder than me, but I'm worried at the end of this that I will not be self anymore. And I don't want my kids to think it's their fault that I'm sad, but this decision makes me sad. And I know it's the right decision for our family, and I know it's a decision that people all over the country are struggling with, but... It's just a big sack of bananas <laughs> because we shouldn't have to make this decision, but it is what it is. Um, thank you for the show and reminding us that through all of this, that we are doing a good job because I don't feel like I am, but I need to hear it. Thank you. You are doing an absolutely remarkable job in a situation that is completely impossible. First off, it is not a competition, okay? Who's got it worse? We can identify and be aware of others, but that doesn't have to additionally be at the expense of not acknowledging your own experience, okay? Yes, this is a decision that lots of people have to make right now. That doesn't mean it's still not an awful choice. To have to stop working for a while in order to make adjustments for your family during this pandemic it just sucks. It does suck. It, it be, because this is not, none of this is what we thought it was going to be pre-pandemic and even at the beginning of the pandemic. And yes, yes, in the grand scheme of the world, there are many, many more difficult situations and experiences people are having all over the world where choices are even harder. But Here's the thing. You live in your house. You are a person. This is your family. And this is affecting you in this way right now. And it's impossible. And your fear of losing yourself, that chipping away, oh, God, yes, I completely understand the chipping. You have to, like, give and put so many things aside in order to put the needs of your kids first. And even if you'd already found the balance, like, you know, I've spent years trying to figure out a balance on this, and I felt like I was getting pretty close on the old balance of self versus others. And when the pandemic hit, it was natural. It was a natural instinct, a natural choice to 
help our children through this with more than we might have had in us to give. And now we have to continue to give more. And if we're not refilling ourselves, that makes it even harder. And like you said, and like so many people are experiencing right now, how the hell are we supposed to refill ourselves (laughs) and get into any kind of state where we have more stability in order to help others? And I don't know. I don't know. And I, I wish I did. You're remarkable and you're doing a good job. You are still a self. You are still there. You may need to put stickies on the bathroom mirror, telling yourself that you're a self, reminding yourself of things that you like to do. Like I just went and bought candles, uh, took the gamble, took the risk and hoping that they smelled like something I enjoyed smelling because this house stinks and that makes me sad. So I got something that I enjoy and is nice. And that has helped a little, right? So like make a sticky list to put in the mirror on the mirror. So every morning when you wake up and you go in, you can be like, oh, I like music. I'll try and listen to some music today. Or, oh, I am a self. That's enough. I'm a self. I'll hold on to that. You are incredible. And you are showing up every day. And I think you are incredibly brave for facing the choices you had to make, no matter how difficult the choice was. And like Teresa always says, you know, we make the best choices we can in the moment. And then tomorrow we have an opportunity to make a different choice if we need to. Okay. You are doing such a good job. All right, everybody. What did we learn today? We learned that this hasn't gone away yet. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh my God. I think I think what's what's crazy is that like the absurdity of how much the virtual schooling and working parents and teachers and all of it is, it's just like so absurd. We'd rather look away <laughs> because looking directly at it and trying to make a choice or a decision about it is like impossible. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think I know a single person who's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) And it's going to be this. And I'm real happy about it. (laughs) So uh, I guess we've learned that we're in this for the long haul. And I don't care if you call it acceptance or survival or whatever, blissful ignorance, Whatever you need to do, whatever mode you need to find for yourself to get through the next day is the right mode, okay? We also learned that it's still the Maximum Fun Drive. It's the last week. This show's going to come out, and you'll have about two to three days to still join the Maximum Fun family and support One Bad Mother. I cannot 
Thank you enough. This has been hard keeping the show going these last couple of months. I am so grateful and thankful to Hannah for helping and making that possible. And your support allows us to continue to have Hannah (laughs) keep working with us. And I'm so grateful for the space you've given us for Teresa. And I can't wait to have Teresa back. And your support means that this show will still be here when she comes back. So again, go to MaximumFun.org slash join to donate. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Everybody, you're doing an amazing job. That's really all there is to say. I see you. Every day is up and down and that's how this goes you know with or without kids you know like none of us are who we were when it started you know all of us now have new anxieties and new fears and new concerns and the fact that we continue to have very little information that is useful for us to make decisions with that makes this all the harder And a lot of us aren't happy living in a state of not having information and being able to make decisions. (laughs) So just the fact that you're showing up every day, you're doing a remarkable job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.